0: Yum. as-salamu alaykum wa welcome to swiss cast i'm your host brother suhaib Webb. this is a special late ramadan edition talking about many things related to the important act of zakat al fitr like love rate review spread the word let's jump into this important episode Welcome to SwissCast, I'm your host, brothers Suhaib Webb. appreciate the likes, the reviews, the ratings, the shares, people sending me pictures of them listening to it in their car, you know, uh, on their phones. I really appreciate that love, man, mashallah. And as you can hear, the lingering effects of fasting are um, in my voice. So we are coming down to the home stretch of the month of Ramadan. And I thought it was important to do an episode on Zakat al-Fitr because it is extremely important um, to talk about what it is and what are some of the things that we should have in mind uh, as we uh, observe this important component of our faith and of fasting. Um, that becomes amplified if you think about a number of things, but something that touched me was an article I read two days ago in the New York times by Dr. khala Bedoun that talked about what it's like to be poverty stricken or to be underserved in experiencing Ramadan in America. And I thought that was important because oftentimes I even heard Van Jones say, you know, American Muslims, uh, tend to be at the upper tiers of the economic, you know, uh, stratosphere in America, if you will. Um, but in that article, there's a very important, statistic that says around you know 33% of american muslims make $30,000 a year and that's going to make them close to the poverty line and zakat al-fitr um is a strategy to deal at least um briefly and band-aid some of those challenges inshallah zakat al-mal will allow us in charity to deal with it in a long-term strategy. So let's talk about Zakatul Fitr today, inshallah, ta'ala. It's different than Zakatul Mal, right? Zakatul Mal is the Zakat that we pay once a year. Those who have reached a certain income bracket, right? Basically, they have in savings around three ounces of gold. You know, you can get, we'll talk about that in the future on our episode on Zakat, inshallah. Um, but Zakatul Fitr is the, the Zakat that we pay, um, as a completion for the fasting of the month of Ramadan. Now, the word fitr uh has a number of meanings. The first is like nature or how we've been created in a natural state. If you go to the 30th chapter, the 30th verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, after nasa alayha, right? That this is the fitrah, this is the nature in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created people upon. Um there are a number of names given to this form of zakat uh, by scholars. For example, zakat al-Ramadan, zakat al-Abdan. And of course, you know, the Prophet some called it, as mentioned by Abdullah bin Umar and Abdullah bin Abbas, zakat al-Fitr. There's a reason that the word zakat appears instead of the word sadaqah. Um, and that's because the majority, based on that terminology, hold that zakat al-Fitr is an obligation. We're going to talk about that in a second and that's why it's called zakat al-fitr as if to say just as zakah becomes an obligation be sabab al-mal because of a certain amount of income you have saved zakat al-fitr meaning the zakat be sababiha al-fitr the zakat who its cause is the fact that you have gone into a state of fitr you're going back to your nature you're breaking your fast you're eating and drinking during the daytime you're returning to relationships with your spouses that you had left so now because you're going back to that normal state you're going to pay as a form of zakah it's really cool mashallah now what are some of the reasons or like the wisdoms behind uh, zakat al fitr we have of course a great statement from Abdullah bin Abbas uh Radiallahu Anhuma who said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallama legislated or obligated, if you will, zakatul fitr to hur as a means of purification to the person who fasted. And what that means is to purify them for some of the mistakes or shortcomings that they uh, encountered while they were fasting. And that's why um the great, great, great scholar, the Muhadith of of uh, Al Iraq, and the teacher of Imam Al-Shafi'i Waqi' ibn al-Jarrah he said zakatul li shahri ramadana i'm saying it really slow cuz like if you can memorize this it's really good zakatul li shahri ramadana kasaj li he said that you know paying zakatul fitr for the month of ramadan is very similar to this two sujood made when someone inadvertently forgets something in prayer and that this this zakah right will be a means of uh, expiation of the sins of a person while they were fasting as it does the same for the mistakes of prayer so so the first reason mashallah ta'ala, the first wisdom um, often mentioned by scholars, and it doesn't mean this one is more important than the other. It's just usually what they mention first, is that this zakat, zakat al-fitr is tuhurata, excuse me, al is a means of uh, uh, bringing about forgiveness for the mistakes and cleansing us of, of uh, al-lawh, wal and, and arguments and things like that, that we may have fallen into while we were fasting the other wisdom and this is really important a lot of the article that i mentioned earlier and i think this is the more important one is that ibn abbas says masakin that you know this this giving of this zakah is a means to bring satisfaction and value to the underserved right to the underserved uh, al masakin is actually from the same word as sukun or or sakin a uh, uh, second uh which means to be silent, uh, because the idea is like we used to say in slang, like I'm making moves. So a person is so underserved and so impoverished that they can't make moves. So it's like you don't you don't feel them in society. Those are the masakin, subhanAllah. And and this is something attributed to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam through ibn Abbas qabla salati zakah and this is going to take us to the second discussion because this statement is really important that whoever pays zakat al-fitr before salat al-eid then it is zakah and it will be accepted inshallah by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and whoever pays it after salat al-eid after salah then it's a charity, a form of sadaqah So that takes us now to the next kind of discussion that we're going to try to make this as easy as possible as far as what is the ruling for zakat al-fitr. So you you have the majority of the scholars based on the statement that I just said as well as the wording of the hadith of Ibn Abbas or the statement, excuse me, of Ibn Abbas as well as the hadith which we have from Abdullah bin Umar uh, عنهما, who says that the Prophet farada. Zakat al-Fitr and farada means to make an obligation to make fard. So, uh, Abdullah ibn Umar said "Farada Rasulullah sallam zakat al-fitr min Ramadan al an-nas, min Ramadan an-nas that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam had obligated the zakat al-fitr upon people at the completion of Ramadan, sa'an min tamrin aw sa'an min sha'irin, right? That it was around 3 liters. Uh, the, the zakat of fitr of date or three liters of barley but the important thing here is the wording that those scholars who hold that zakat fitr is an obligation are saying that the word farad here means to obligate Sallallahu uh, uh, there are also uh, other scholars who held that it was a Sunnah um, and, and then there are a third group of scholars and honestly, I believe this is the stronger opinion, uh, based on the evidences who hold that it is a highly encouraged sunnah of the Prophet SallAllahu Alaihi That is based on a hadith of Abu Talha, of a person who came to the Prophet Ali SallAllahu and asked the Prophet about what is obligatory. And the Prophet said, you know, صلوات write five daily prayers. He said, do I have to do anything else? And the Prophet said, no, not unless you want to. Then the Prophet said, with Siyam or Ramadan, and then to fast a month of Ramadan, do I have to do anything else? La ilā أن No, unless you want to do more. And then the Prophet wasallam, mentioned Zakah. And then the guy said, do I have to do anything else? And the Prophet said, La ilā أن No, everything else is what you choose to do. So for that reason, you know, the people who take the opinion that Zakat al-Fitr is a highly encouraged sunnah based on this hadith that the Prophet is saying that there's no other form of zakah which is an obligation unless you want to do it. Um So, Allahu A'lam, we know that of course the person walked away and he said والأنقص, like, I'm not going to increase or decrease and the Prophet said in صداقة, right? This person will go to paradise if indeed he's told the truth. So, yeah, like three rulings, two rulings that say it's a sunnah. One, of course, is like A super encouraged sunnah, which means we should not neglect it. We should not neglect it. And then you have a a predominant opinion by great scholars that say it's an obligation. And to be safe, alhamdulillah, um, just pay it. You know what I mean? Like, instead of getting caught up in the differences, just pay it, inshallah, and be safe with it. What are the conditions for someone to have to give zakat al fitr? Right? Because, uh, we know that orders are based on conditions usually. Um, that's why we say the, the important axiom, al-amr, mabni al right? Orders are based on ability. Um, the first is Islam, right? So someone should be a Muslim. You know, we're not going to expect someone who's not Muslim to, to pay zakah. Um, especially zakat al-fitr, right? Um, and then the second would be, an yakun qadiran ala ikhraj zakat al-fitri, right? That someone has the ability to pay zakat al-fitr. And in the strong opinion, um, held by Sadat al-Ahnaf, uh, the Hanafis, is that this applies to someone who has has not met the requirements of zakah. Uh, and they base that, of course, on numerous texts and narrations and also just kind of logic. So the idea of someone who can't, who's not eligible, right, to be obligated to pay zakat, then that person, and we're going to talk about this inshallah shortly, um, is someone who, is 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 going to be eligible uh, uh not eligible to pay zakat al-fitr and someone who has reached the minimum level of savings which would obligate zakat upon them uh then that person would have to pay zakat al-fitr um what are what are the timings to pay this form of zakat because you know you find a number of of opinions out there online um, And I'm not saying what I'm telling you is written in gold. I'm just kind of sharing with you what I think may be best for us here in the United States, um, especially when you think about the kind of stress that a sudden burst of income can place on a nonprofit. Uh, within like two or three hours, if everybody starts to give zakat al-fitr, say right after Fajr, up until the time of Eid prayer, you know, if, if you're dealing with like a huge community, like say Adam Center, uh, in Northern Virginia or MCA in San Jose, where it's like, you know, MCA, I've seen 10 to 15,000 people eat prayer. You know, that's a lot of money to have to handle and then dispense on Eid Day. And there's another wisdom as well. So, you know, the, the ideal time, um, to pay that zakat, as I mentioned earlier, uh, as mentioned in hadith of the Prophet sallam from Abdullah bin Omar, and remember that this came from Abdullah bin Omar. Remember this. He says, uh, "Amara bi Abdullah bin Omar. Remember that he said that the Prophet وسلم, ordered, right, ordered that people should pay zakat al-fitr before people left for Eid prayer so it means like you know before the Eid prayer starts people should have paid this zakat al-fitr this is the an opinion of some of the Hanafis and well as like as well as some of the Malikis but not the predominant opinion in the madhhab um the other opinion and this is held um by the Malikis hamdulillah towards towards the later um kind of positions of the madhhab if i remember correctly uh, as well as Sadat, Shafi'iyah, and the Hanabila, is that, you know, someone can pay al Fitr a day or two before Eid, right? Uh, in fact, the Shafi'is, uh, as well as the Hanafis, right, they, they allow someone to pay it. Like the Hanafis say you can pay like a year or two before, if I remember correctly. Um, and the Shafi'iyah say like any time after you fasted, like one day i believe of ramadan you can pay zakat al-fitr any time during the month of ramadan and then you have this opinion of the malikis um which is like qawl akhir right is like one of the, the the final kind of positions held in the school if i'm remembering correctly um that you can pay it like a day or two before eid and this is really really important because they take the proof from that from the action of a very important companion who I just mentioned was Sayyidina Abdullah bin Umar radiyallahu So now we're going to see kind of the logic of, of imamatic as well as some other fuqaha because like you have the statement of Abdullah bin Umar radiyallahu anhu, but then you have an action which differs with the narration that he's narrated on behalf of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is called a Ta'arud in Usul Al-Fiqh. And the Malikis they have a very important principle when it comes to this and this is that they say al amalu Aqwa Min al which means that the action you should remember this al amalu Aqwa al amalu Aqwa Min al aqwal that the actions of a Sahabi are considered stronger than the narrations of a sahabi. Because it would be impossible to believe that Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu anhuma would have meant the word Amara here to mean an order, to mean an absolute obligation, and then later on he would contradict that. So what that means is that the statement of the Prophet وسلم, is a recommendation. Right? It's not an absolute obligation and that Sayyidina Abdullah bin Omar for that reason it says Imam Malik mentions in the Mu'atta that Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Umar radiyallahu anhu would actually give his zakat like a day or two before Eid al-Fitr. And I'm going to be honest with you as someone who worked in masajid and nonprofits for, you know, around 15 years in America, um that is just a lot easier on institutions, man. Like that's so much easier than having to collect all that money in like an hour or two, and then be responsible, responsible for dispensing that money on the day of Eid, because what happens is then your staff, the Imam and the people who work uh, at the institution don't really have an Eid day. The second thing that, the third thing that happens after putting extreme stress on the capacity of the nonprofit, burdening the employees of the nonprofit on a day which is meant for celebration, and then thirdly is that when you give all the zakat away on that one day at that one time, you can put people who are underserved in a situation that's really uncomfortable. Because everybody sees them coming to get zakat. So when someone gives the zakat al-fitr like a, a day or two before Eid, um, even three or four days before Eid, if you take the opinion of Sayyidina Shafi'i, anhu, or the Ahnaf way before that, that allows us to dispense the Zakat secretly because I've seen people that needed Zakat and won't come and get the Zakat because they feel like they'll be shamed. And, and, and we know that the the, the the goal of the day is so that people don't experience that social economic stratification, right? They don't experience that shame. And and we should be concerned about how people feel, right? Especially in light of the statement of the prophet, uh, so you have a number of opinions, um, and in light of kind of the issues that I mentioned, I think it's better to give it, you know, anytime during Ramadan, a, a day or two before, if you want to be safe based on the actions uh, of the companions of the Prophet. sallallahu uh, uh, The other questions that people ask is like, who has to pay it? Like we mentioned that the strong opinion is that someone pays it who, of course, is eligible to pay zakah. So that would imply for single people, if you're single living alone, whether male or female, as mentioned by the prophet Sallallahu Alaihi you would pay zakat in this year. Uh, as is mentioned, the Hadith Sa'an min Tamri, min Tamrin wa min Sha'irin, like the Hadith says, you know, basically three liters of uh dates, three liters of barley, and of course the North American Fit Council, and I believe also Amjah, uh, takes that and, and converts that into like a monetary value, which is around 10 to $12. We're going to talk about that in a second, inshallah. But if you're single, you got to pay zakah for yourself, right? If you're eligible you, and, and you're, you're an adult, uh, you're going to pay zakah for yourself. If you're the breadwinner in your household, whether male or female, you are going to need to pay zakat al for your spouse, for your children, uh, and for your dependents, what are called the aqarib, your parents, family members uh all those people who are in need um you would need to pay zakat for them if they couldn't afford to do so so of course for your your spouse and your kids right that's one thing but then you have your your near relatives who may be in need That's a stronger opinion um then you would you would need to pay uh, zakat al-fitr on their behalf um if they are those uh, who are dependent on you or need you to pay it because they can't afford it for example um but then again they would also be eligible to receive zakat fitta, which is kind of a, a different diff- different situation they may be shy so you you could you could take care of that for them inshallah Allah, taala um the next question is you know the prophet sallallahu said min tamrin uh min sha'irin you know that what should be paid uh, hold on there's another question too that people ask me that would also apply to your children uh and people have been asking me what about um a, 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 a pregnant woman, baby has yet to be born. You don't have to pay zakat on that person. What about someone who's deceased? You don't have to pay zakat al-fitr on that person, right? Those people who are, are either, you know, those people who are alive, those people who are alive in the physical sense of the word, meaning outside of the womb. Um, those are the ones and those akarib, those near relatives and dependents are those that you're going to need to pay, uh, zakat al-fitr if, if they, if they need you to right? And if they're under your care, under your ward, so to speak, Um th- that takes us now to the idea of paying it in cash, which, you know, even I remember 20, 30 years ago, well, 20 years ago, excuse me. Um, there was quite a bit of, of differences on that issue. I remember in Oklahoma, like people would actually show up to the masjid with like rice and barley and we weren't able to do anything with that. Um, and of course there's, Opinions, there's two opinions on this That like you have to stick to The letter of the law As ordered in the hadith of the prophet But then we find That you know there were Great sahaba uh, Who For example in Damascus There were some companions who noted like That What what was available In sham wasn't equal To what was available As far as dates and barley in medina so instead they suggested that people use coins right the equivalent value of course is the opinion of of abu hanifa and the hanafi school right that you can do and of course imam ramli uh the great shafi although he's going against his madhab, but he's like, considered a great scholar in the madhab, also took that opinion and and in the united states to be honest with you it's so it's like it's like it's it's kind of a no-brainer, right? If if the goal is to bring a sense of relief and happiness to the poor people, then the best way to do that is gonna be with nukud. This is also uh with 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 um with money. This is also the opinion and action of Omar Ibn Abdul Aziz. Uh may Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala be pleased with all the people that we just mentioned. Um so I would definitely suggest that you do it that way. Uh two other questions, inshallah, and we'll stop. Um is that people ask? Can you pay it online, like Islamic relief, for example, um, you, you, you find like Penny Appeal, some of the charities that are working, uh, United Muslim relief, ICNA relief, uh, I believe have the option of paying zakat al-fitr online. As long as it is stipulated that it's for zakat al-fitr and it's a trustworthy organization, there's nothing wrong with that inshallah ta'ala. The second question is that people ask, is it okay to send my zakat al-fitr overseas? Um, especially in light of, you may have family members overseas who you know, or friends who you know, need zakat al-fitr. So we have the narration of Sayyidina Mu'adh uh, radiyallahu anhu, who uh, of course, when he was in Yemen, and this is related by uh, Imam al-Bukhari, although there's some, it's, it's Mu'allaq, that's a different discussion. Um, but the fuqaha still felt comfortable using this narration that Sayyidina Mu'adh radiyallahu anhu collected zakat from the people of Yemen and sent that zakat to Medina, right? Sent that, 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 that zakat to Medina. So there's like an evidence, a subtle evidence that if there's a need, right? And this is the opinion of Imam Abu Hanifa, of course, uh, Rahmatullah Ali that there is, if there is a need for people, and this would apply also to non-Muslims as well. Um, although priority should be given to the Muslim community, then that's acceptable inshallah. So we went through like a number of issues kind of pertaining to zakat al-Fitr by no means should you take everything I'm saying and write it in gold. You're definitely going to hear different opinions and that's perfectly acceptable there. You know, I'm, I'm sure, uh, we all sometimes are right and sometimes are wrong, but the idea of thinking about people who are underserved and people who are in more need and coming out of fasting is really a beautiful thing, man. And to make sure that on the Eid day, we all feel equal, right? That we all experience that same joy. هداكم, right? As the verse says, uh, in the Quran, coming out of Ramadan is a time for us to remember and give thanks to Allah. Inshallah, we'll be returning the next few weeks to our regular programming with some really really cool interviews as well as topics and let us know what topics you would like me to talk about inshallah may allah accept your ramadan accept your fasting and bless us to be coming out of this month with really hearts that are in tune and concerned about serving others barakallahu feekum wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam alaykum wa rahmatullah